Hello and welcome to Mag Heroes, a show about magazines and the people who make them. I'm Dan Rowden, founder of Magpile and Subsail. In this episode, I talked with the lovely Cam and Christine of Maine the Way, a title from and about the state of Maine in the US. Now two years and eight issues in, I thought it would be great to hear why Christine and Cam chose to base the magazine about a single place, how the magazine is both made and produced locally in the state, and how they've used subscriptions to build a loyal readership. As you'll hear in our conversation, Main The Way has been running subscriptions on Subsell, my tech product for indie publishers, since the first issue. This has allowed them to grow a band of fans and readers who are creating a constant, reliable source of sales and revenue, but also buy the magazine as gifts for friends and family, thus increasing the magazine's reach. If you're thinking about selling subscriptions but are struggling with the how, Go to subsell.com to read about how Subsell makes managing magazine subscriptions easy. S-U-B-S-A-I-L dot com. Now on with the show. Hi, how are you doing? Hello, great. Glad to be joining you. Yeah, so you're both there on the end of the line. Yes, hi. (laughs) Cam and Christine. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so let's do a quick intro to the magazine, if you don't mind, uh, for anyone who's not familiar with Main the Way. Yeah, sure. So Main the Way is a long-form journalism publication um, with featuring stories from throughout the state of Maine. So we... Yeah, we've, we've tried to um, create a kind of high-quality uh, magazine. It's 160 pages. Um, with a mix of, of long-form writing and, and beautiful, beautiful visuals. Um, and we kind of try to tell stories, um, human interest stories and environmental stories and adventure stories from, from here in Maine, where we live. Yeah, um, so the, the main thing that strikes me about the magazine is that there are tons of indie mags about travel and place, but there doesn't seem to be many that focused on one place for like, all of the issues <laughs> or just like as a publication in general um well first of all why why make a magazine about maine and um is it easy to make a magazine like consistently about the same place sure yeah great question so act- it's funny the plot uh the name Maine the way started as a platform on social media so i created an instagram account and was just curating images from throughout the state so that sort of brand already existed and then actually there was another independent print publication that came to maine and it's called the collective quarterly and their model was to travel to a different part of the country or world and spend you know a couple months there and then produce an issue of their magazine from that time and they featured um, Penobscot Bay which is a coastal area in Maine and came out with a publication from it and we loved it and we felt like the state really you know it's so rich with stories and seeing something that's so tangible and timeless and beautiful really resonated with um 
with what we were sort of doing and, you know, where we saw our brand going. So it's funny that you, you phrased the question that way because the, yeah, our, our model, um, sort of came from a publication that traveled around, but, um, Maine is just, you know, filled with stories and it's kind of nice to have like a, a parameter to work within. So we, we have found no shortage of content in that sense. And I think we're really lucky here in that Maine is, uh, it has a really strong identity and uh, sense of place as, as far as states go in the U.S. I think we're pretty unique that way. Um, and so that kind of image of Maine sells beyond just our borders. Um, so I think there's, there's kind of a built-in audience of people who are interested and, and um, appreciate the content. Which, which we're lucky to have. And um, yeah. Yeah. So one of my questions was going to be, um, what does your readership look like? I'd assume a lot of people in Maine. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like your main market, but I also assume that there's people kind of uh, further away or maybe like international readers that read the magazine as well. Yeah. Um, having grown up in Maine, I'm really proud that we ship to over 200 different zip codes throughout the state. So, you know, resonating with people around um, Maine is really important to me because sometimes, you know, people will um, write about Maine and it's from such a tourist perspective. So I'm always excited to see, you know, rural towns or just yeah places in Maine um, getting subscriptions. But um, it's also similarly exciting that we've shipped to almost every state in the country and 10, you know, 10 countries around the world. Um, and so, yeah, there's a bit of both. I'm always definitely more proud when um, when I see, you know, parts of Maine get subscriptions. But um, Maine, like Cam was saying, is um, it seems unique in the sense that if you've sort of if you've been here once, like there's just such a it it leaves such a place in your heart. And there's always, you know, nostalgic memories from from your time. So it's cool to see people sort of relive their their time in Maine through our our publication. Yeah. Um, so I remember the first issue coming out a couple of years ago um, and it was it felt very like accomplished and well polished mm. um, and it looked like it didn't look like a first issue. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you had you made many magazines before? Um, uh, were you working in magazines at that time? Um, no. So neither of us had really had a background in magazines at all. Um, I had done a bit of uh, work in in publishing with books, helping other photographers with photo books. Um, but it was kind of all brand new to us. And when we set out, luckily we had left a lot of time to put the first issue together and we're kind of slowly making our way, trying, trying to get going with that and met with a designer here in, in Portland, Maine, who, um, had a background in, in magazine design and, <laughs> Uh, at, at the end of that first meeting, he was like, I feel like you guys could really use some help. And we uh, <laughs> absolutely agreed. Um, and I had laid out one story. It, it had taken me probably a week to kind of roughly lay it out. And within 24 hours, he came back with all 160 pages roughly laid out. <laughs> and so uh, we very quickly learned the importance of um, experts and uh he was instrumental in helping us uh, get that first issue off the ground and and 
cleaning it up and polishing it and, and making it mm. look the way we want it. So what are your backgrounds then, uh, like work-wise? Um, so we're both photographers. Cam had done, you know, fine art photography for a couple of years, and I did more brand content stuff. Um, Cam also... so I've got a background in, in writing and, and journalism as well. And I went to business school. Um, so when we came up with the idea and we were sort of, you know, seeing if it would all work... Um, it felt like we had it, some of the main elements to the puzzle. Yeah. Um, but of course, you know, there's so much more than that. But <laughs> There's a lot of learning that happens. <laughs> there's a lot of while. naivete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I guess it started kind of like a, as a passion side project. And I assume as time's gone on, it's kind of become more than that. <laughs> um, are you doing uh, other work alongside the magazine or is it kind of now your main focus so the the greater business is our full-time job um the magazine doesn't pay all the bills um but we also do a lot of kind of content creation and working with brands doing storytelling um we we kind of see ourselves as storytellers whether in the magazine or in digital or working with brands so a whole mix of things. Um, and are your clients like Maine based? Or are they from all over? Yeah. Um, so that's, it's sort of, that's an, yeah, that's something that we're sort of trying to answer right now. Um, we are really, you know, excited to offer Maine the Way as a platform for whether it's national brands or regional brands to get exposure to you know, people around Maine. But we're also seeing the desire for Maine-based brands to leverage their, um, their, you know, sense of place being Maine and put that on a national audience. So it's, mm. you know, we're in a lot of conversations right now with brands that are growing beyond the state but don't want to lose their connection here. Okay, that makes sense. So over the two years, I think it's two years. Yeah. yeah. Eight issues, yeah. Um, uh, when you put together an issue, maybe the first issue you kind of consider is slightly different from the rest, but from issue <laughs> yes. two onwards, uh, have you seen like progression in how you've put the magazine together? Have you got different like processes? How has that kind of developed? Definitely. It's, it's really become streamlined. Um, and so the first issue, our original designer, Danny, helped us kind of build... Uh, kind of not a template per se, but, but a general sense of what our design aesthetic was and mm -hmm. some kind of general themes as to how stories would be laid out. And then everything since then, we've kind of been able to play off of that. So we um, are able to add little uh, design features that highlight certain stories or, or separate things out. Um, but I think what... What we've seen in general is that, um, of course, we, we've gotten better at uh, working with all the writers and photographers and illustrators um, to kind of streamline the process yeah. and, and speed it up. Yeah, and um, just in terms of the content in each issue, I feel like finding, you know, a sort of harmonious assortment of stories is, has always been really important to us, especially with um, since we're working within the confines of one state, it's really a priority of ours to um, the way we sort of address it is we want when you pick up 
a copy of Main the Way, we hope there's at least one story that you immediately connect with and mm -hmm. really only one or two, but the rest are educational. And, um, and that I feel like gives us, um, you know, freedom to, to explore new content, but also, you know, we want people to, to learn something new. And so within each issue, we always try and find um, there's sort of a rubric that we loosely follow of an adventure piece, a history piece, culture, food, um, you know, just as an assortment. So it, it doesn't feel too redundant or somebody's like, oh, I've, you know, read this all already. And, mm -hmm. and that's, I think, really fun for us and gives us a good challenge to um, make sure we meet those goals with each issue. And each issue is like based around a theme, right? You did a, a year of uh, seasons mm -hmm. yeah. and then a year of, uh, what was it, you called it ecosystems, main ecosystems, right? Yeah. Um, so what was, the, I mean, what was the idea behind that start, you starting with the seasons and then at, when did you decide to do kind of another year of uh, themes, like grouped together? Yeah. So seasons, I think, was a really great way to get started in that mm -hmm. Uh, it kind of forced the quarterly issue <laughs> upon us. <Right. laughs> um, we had to get them out in a, in a timely manner. Um, and so it just kind of helps set, set the ball rolling that way. Uh, but it's also, we live in a very seasonal place. Uh, each, each of the four seasons is, is super unique. Um, sometimes the winters are long and harsh, but then the, the warm days in spring really, um, you know, bring, bring a new lease to life. So um, that was an easy place to start. And then we didn't want to get stuck in a rut of just doing seasons. Um, and so that's when we kind of came up with the idea of doing uh, mountains, inland waters, oceans, and, and forests, which are kind of four of the ecosystems that we have here in Maine. So what have you got planned next? Can I ask what the next issue is going to be about? Or is that still a secret? <laughs> um i think we may keep it a secret for now we're, yeah. we're um in in the process of working on it but yeah okay so what kind of stuff are you working on now um between issues i always find this kind of time really interesting yeah uh well january for us is always uh kind of the time of of uh taking a breath after the holidays and trying to figure out pitches for um, a lot of the other kind of work we do, so so pitches to brands and and content creation stuff. So that's been a lot of what we've been working on for the past month. Okay. Um, and when does the next issue come out? Must be in a couple of months. Yes. Yeah. We're um, trying trying to figure that out. We're actually thinking about maybe trying to slow down from a quarterly model. Okay. Um, and. That's one of the great things about subsale is we have the ability to, to <laughs> yeah. switch, switch up uh, the way we do it. So sure, yeah. So well, let's touch on subscriptions then. Yeah, um, I think you've been using subsale since the first issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, how how have you utilized subscriptions in your kind of business model? What was the the main idea to uh, around subscriptions? Uh, I think subscriptions really allowed us to um, kind of foster in in our subscribers the sense that they were a part of it and helping to build uh, this magazine and that we wouldn't be able to do it without them. So I think that right. sort of sense of community that they were um, in for the long term and there to help us out was really important. 
kind of part of the part of the community. Yeah, I guess just in like a consumer way, you know, we see it, you know, it's so often given as a gift. And I think it's such a wonderful, um, a wonderful gift for somebody because you're reminded of the giver four times a year. And um, yeah, and it's sort of it, it's, yeah, it's hefty. And um, I think people really look forward to it. So rather than it, it doesn't feel like stuff. Um, to me, I think it is really rich in that sense. And so um, it's nice. The subscription model works really nice for us because you can give something, somebody something of great value, but it's spread over such a, mm. you know, a period of time. Yeah. Uh, and I'd imagine maybe uh, from the first issue, you used it as kind of like a crowdfunding mm. type mm-hmm. thing. Um, how helpful was that making the first few issues? Yeah, I mean, we always joke that if we knew what we were getting ourselves into, then who knows where we'd be now. But <laughs> I think, you know, crowdfunding is a great option for um, for pe- people trying to start out because y- you sort of know a little bit, you know, we sort of had a sense of what the print costs would be. And certainly our time was not worth much at, back then, but um, it was enough to get us off the ground and you, you, offer, you offer different um, tiers of commitment or of, you know, sponsorship. And it was, it gave us great momentum and really propelled us to see where the interest lies. And especially, you know, before we had put a a lot of work in, but if the whole idea flopped and nobody backed it, then, you know, it's not like we already had invested in the printing or put even more into it. So um, I think it was a good gauge for us. And um, thankfully it worked and really sent us on our way. Yeah. uh Yeah. With your Kickstarter, you, I'm just checking here, so you had nearly 300 backers, which must have been, yeah, <laughs> a nice kind of number to start yeah. start a magazine with. Right. Definitely. Um, how did you see subscriptions tying in with those um, initial kind of pledges? Because um, in some respects, they are kind of subscriptions, because mm-hmm. I think you are offering like multiple issues. At, yeah, we had a, cu- a couple of tiers in that Kickstarter, one of which was uh, your subscription, then yeah. we had, you know, a single issue, I think two issues and and maybe a calendar was the, the, the lowest tier. Um, but I think by by having the subscription there and having it be. Um, I, I think going back to what I was saying before, like those people who bought a subscription were invested in us succeeding, um, which was super important for a startup brand without a lot of capital and um just being able to show that momentum um was huge in the early days Mm. um so the the final thing i wanted to touch on was um the final product and that it's actually made in maine as well yeah um and you have gone for like a sustainable or kind of Mm eco-friendly um yeah like a method of printing can yeah. you yeah just explain that sure well it's it's sort of ironic so maine um used to be one of the main <laughs> Sorry. 
primary, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> producers of paper. And so okay. we were thinking it would be amazing if we could create, you know, photograph, design, print using main paper. And so the mm. whole thing and um, would be all essentially all done here in Maine. And unfortunately, they the paper mills have all shut down and there really only is newsprint coming out of them at this point. So okay. aside from the paper, um, it's all it's all done here in Maine. And we're really lucky to work with J.S. McCarthy, who is who has a state of the art printer. They just got this new Heidelberg from Germany. And, you know, they're so excited about the printing process and really excited to work with us, which is has been such an honor. I mean, we truly had kind of no idea um, what it meant to go on press and what that whole process was like. And it really is an art form of its own. And so to be able to drive only an hour to, you know, watch our brand and vision come to life physically has been so cool. And um, we've done a few, you know, we've shared a little bit about that on our platform and, um, you know, done some videos and behind the scenes stuff, because it really is just wildly impressive what they're able to do. And, um, you know, and when I think we've been so lucky too, in that uh, we have kind of a medium sized print shop like them here um and they're big enough that they're able to get you know top of the line equipment that can produce highest quality modern you know magazines for us but at the same time they're small enough that they care about their clients and um really give us the time you know our, our first time on press with issue one um we were sitting there ready to sign off on things as they came through and the the first sheets came through and the uh, gentleman on press took a look at it and he's like, well, your blacks aren't black enough. We need to, you know, up, up that. We need to uh, increase the saturation of the black ink and yada, 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 yada. And, and 30 minutes later, uh, they pulled out a sheet, put it next to the first one, and it was night and day the difference. But I don't think mm -hmm. we would have known, especially on our first time on press, right. um, how to how to fix those things. So. Yeah. And just, you know, in working with them, they're so proud of the publication that we produce. They use it for their marketing material, which is, you know, it, it's cool because they take it to trade shows and designs and we've actually won an award for it, which is was such an honor. But they print a lot of college material and, you know, just marketing material. But um the, what they found in our publication is it really shows the excellence that they're able to achieve with, you know, the paper quality and the pagination and everything. And so, um, yeah, it, it I, we get so many comments on the actual print quality. And, um, yeah, we're really proud to work with them here in Maine and have that, um, have yeah, keep it in state. Yeah, it's really cool that everything kind of happens in the same place. And it's about that place at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Hyper local. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's uh, really cool. Thanks a lot for uh, yeah, just explaining a bit more behind the magazine. It's been fun having you on Subsell, and uh, I hope the magazine continues to uh, thrive. Absolutely. Yeah, well, we, we love Subsell, and thank you for creating the platform yeah. that makes it really <laughs> easy for us. It yeah, truly no is. Problem. It's yeah. so great and user friendly. So Well, and, and in truth, as we were kind of launching the idea of of the platform i think when we when we first looked at the idea of doing a magazine subsale hadn't yet existed and then 
I came across it before you launched and okay, um, yeah. the timing of it just worked out so well that hmm. that you kind of came to being as as we were getting going so uh, don't know what we would have done without you <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah. no worries um have you got any uh, magazines that you'd like to recommend to listeners i always find it super interesting to see what magazine makers are reading themselves yeah yeah well we got into it because we love them and every time we see a new one pop up we always get a subscription because we know what that support means mm. um, so we have quite a collection <laughs> on our bookshelves but uh favorites i think one of my personal favorites is b-side magazine um they're made in quebec okay. and they have uh both english and french versions yeah um, but it's a lot I've of kind this. of outdoor and adventure and yeah um, some some kind of science and, and environmental stuff as well. So beautiful pieces. Mm-hmm. And I'll have to say delayed gratification. I feel like they were sort of pioneers in this slow journalism space. And, you know, just especially at the rate of the media machines, it's just, you know, nice to um, invest in some in people that are taking the time to do it right. And also it's almost like an archive of um of the world (laughs) um so we always love that cool good choices thanks for sharing absolutely thanks uh, for having us yeah thanks for coming on and um yeah all the best for the year ahead thank Thank you you yeah likewise cheers for maine yeah (laughs) all right let's speak to you soon (laughs) all right farewell cheers Thank you for listening, and thanks to Christine and Cam for the chat. All past episodes of Mag Heroes can be found at magheroes.net or in any podcast app. Just search for Mag Heroes. If you're not already subscribed, it's the best way to catch all future episodes, which come out every two weeks. To see which magazines I'm reading, follow me at Dan's Mags on Instagram. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll see you in two weeks. Cheers. Cheers.